In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony. Excuse my voice. I'm looking at the ninth chapter of Acts, verse 26. When he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were afraid of him. This is Paul. Why are they afraid? Because he was persecuting Christians before he had the visitation on the Damascus Road. For they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement, took him and brought him to the apostles and described for them how on the road he had seen the Lord who had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. Doesn't take Paul long to start preaching. Oh yes, I tell you, I started right after I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You might say, what did you preach? What do you think I'm preaching? Same now, same then. The power of God, Jesus Christ, died, buried, and rose from the dead. So he went in and out among them in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He spoke and argued with the Greeks, but they were attempting to kill him. When the believers learned of it, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Meanwhile, the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was being built up. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. Living in fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the church increased in numbers. Now, as Peter went here and there among all the believers, he came down also to the saints living in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden for eight years, for he was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. And immediately he got up. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. The signs and wonders are for the person who's sick as well as people who see the real healing that they give their life to Jesus. Amen. We need signs and wonders, not only succession, we need apostolic success. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. <laughs> when they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs, since Lydda was near Joppa. The disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two 
men to him with the request, Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows and stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put them all out of the room. Why? Because they're into crying and losing. What's Peter going to do? Going to raise her from the dead? Oh, yes. Sometimes you just have to kick everybody out because they're in their own grief. Peter doesn't need grief. Peter knows what he's going to do. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon the Tanner. This is interesting, because Simon the Tanner is unclean. Tanning was an unclean experience, and yet Peter stayed with an unclean experience. It, was, it wasn't kosher. It wasn't kosher. And Peter stayed with Simon the Tanner. We also remember that John the Baptist had a leather belt. That's not kosher either. Leather was not kosher. So we see God doing things only that God can do to get us out of fabrics and clothing and works, tanners, God doing something that only God can do. In Caesarea, there was a man, chapter 10, named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort. Imagine, he was Italian. I wonder if he made pizza, as it was called. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household, but he's a Gentile. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed constantly to God. One afternoon at about three o'clock, he had a vision at which he clearly saw an angel of God coming and saying to him, Cornelius. He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Not only your prayers, but your money. But your money, your alms, have ascended before the Lord. We think that it's only that we put a dollar in the basket. Sorry. You can't even get a cup of coffee for more than two dollars. It's crazy. And we give God a tip rather than 10% of what he should be getting. He answered your prayers and your arms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who is called Peter. 
he is lodging with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and devout soldiers from the ranks of those who served him. And after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa, looking for who? For Peter. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. It's not kosher. It's not kosher. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up into heaven. We're seeing that God is opening up an avenue for the Gentiles to come and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, yes. Do you know that the Jewish people have bound Isaiah 53? They cannot read it. Like a sheep before his shearers, he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb, he took on our sins. By his stripes we were healed. They're not allowed to read the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. You know why? Because it describes the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't want to be, we don't want to kill Jesus day by day by our sins. He still suffers if you deny him. He still suffers as we don't proclaim his name. Now, while Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision that he had seen, suddenly the men sent by Cornelius appeared. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was staying there while Peter was still thinking about the vision. The spirit said to him, Look! Three men are searching for you. Now get up and go down, and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is your reason for your coming? And they answered, Cornelius, a centurion, a Gentile, an upright and God-fearing man, who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to this house and to hear what you have to say. Hear what you have to say? What do you think Peter's going to do? He's going to go to the house of a Gentile 
And what do you think he's going to do? He's going to preach the gospel. This is, this is wonderful that God opens not only for the Jew, but for the Gentile, salvation. There is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. So Peter invited them all and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. They want to know what Peter's going to say. Called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and falling at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up saying, Stand up, I am only a man. And as he talked with them, he went in and found that many had assembled, and that he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate or visit a Gentile home, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. How did God show him? Through the vision. Take up and eat. Peter said, I don't eat unkosher things. What God calls clean, you must not call unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, four days ago, at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your arms have been remembered before God, not only his prayer, but his giving. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon a tanner by the sea. Again, tanning was unkosher. Therefore I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God, ready to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. I remember the people from Peter's Ham. I remember them coming to us, and then Mrs. Broccoli said, you've got to preach to these people, they're hungry. I said, I can only preach what God has done. She said, make it good. They all received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is in Peter's hand. I believe that what happened in that town opened the way for monks to come and worship God. I believe that. Now, if I'm wrong, God will show me on the last day. But I believe our giving them the baptism of the Spirit, Jesus baptizing them in the Spirit, opened the way for religious orders to come. And now we go to Peter Sham on retreat. And there's two monasteries, there's nuns. They have one of the most amazing orders. You know, God uses everything. My best friend who told me to come to see Father Tom, 
in which Jesus baptized me in the Holy Spirit. He's now a Petersham, a monk up there. And when he invited me, he was living at this, this rectory. You know, God, God has a plan. God has a perfect, perfect plan. And all we got to do is fall in alignment with it. No one is unclean. As Jesus said, Jesus desires every single person to be brought into his kingdom. He wants you to love every person in your life with the love of Jesus. The worst, the sinner, the more Jesus wants him. Even in your life, Jesus tells St. Faustina about his divine mercy. It's his greatest attribute. And the worst sin you've ever committed is like a drop of water in the abyss of the ocean of his mercy. Angels. Jesus sent down angels who are ministering spirits for those who are to inherit salvation. Angels work for Jesus in their inner life. And just how angels came and they spoke the word of God for us to Cornelius, angels in all of heaven wants to communicate with you. This Bible is alive, and it's active, and it's real, and so is everything in it. You know, later down the road, after the Gentiles received the Word of God, they call, I think, they call John, they call the apostles to go pray for them, that they receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. And as Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit, Jesus baptized a couple people in Petersham in the Holy Spirit. Soon, the Spirit of God just pervaded that city. Angels, what happened were angels came overhead of that city. You know, angels followed the believers. And when the baptism of fire came upon some people and they started going all in for Jesus, angels were dispatched over the city of Petersham. It was the whole town. The whole town got evangelized. You know, holiness is caught, not taught. So you can evangelize your whole city, right? You lay hands on people. And you ask Jesus to come baptize them in the Holy Spirit as the apostles did. You're the only apostles Jesus has on this earth today. You know, John and Luke, and they're gone. We're in mystical union with them. And they're praying with you to Jesus. But you're here right now. And Jesus wants you. Father Tom wasn't even a priest when he went to Peter Sham. He was just someone sold out to the Lord. And through him, Jesus converted the whole town. No, Father, were you a priest? No, I was not a priest. I was a young man seeking a vocation. I was teaching at that time, and I felt that God wanted me to be a priest, but I did not want to follow what God told me until, let me tell you what happened, until I was at a communion breakfast, I was the speaker because they couldn't get a priest. They got me. And there was a blind man there, and I, he asked me, would you take me home? So I did. I took him home. And he said to me, you're running away from the call of God. I know you are because I did that when I was young. You need to go see 
the seminary. You need to go and talk to somebody. Stop running away. I remember going home that day. It was Sunday. I ate more pasta so fast that I don't know what, what took over. I was scared. But you know what? Finally, I did open the seminary door. And finally, I was making, filling out f flyers that I was going to be a seminarian at the age of, how old was I? 28. I'm going to continue. Then Peter began to speak to them, the Gentiles. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death and by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God, Jesus, as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify to him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Listen what happens. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as they heard the word, they heard the gospel. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold baptism? water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they invited him to stay for several days. Why? They want to know more about what Jesus did in his public ministry. I'm telling you, God shows no partiality. He loves you today. I got a a message the other day from somebody that said, God hates me. Everybody hates me. You hate me. I sent back the message and said, God's got better things to do than to hate you. Better things to do. I don't hate you. I don't even know you, but I don't hate you. That means the only one that hates you is yourself. You hate yourself. Go to Jesus. Tell him to change your heart. Go to Jesus. 
Tell him to change your life. Peter preached to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues and prophesying. I'm telling you, we need that. We need that would happen in our communities. We want not only apostolic succession, but apostolic success. That's what God wants for his people. Regina Chaley, Letare, Alleluia. Quia quem meruisti putare, Alleluia. Resurrected sit cum dixit. He rose even as he said, Alleluia. Ora pronobis adeum, Alleluia. Oh yes, how we need Jesus, how we need the blood, how we need the cross, how we need the burial, how we need the resurrection. Oh yes, how we need God to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And he's given us the whole mystical body. I've been asking the Blessed Mother for prayers lately. And you know what? It's happening. It's happening through the ministry of Mary. Real Marian devotion brings people to Jesus Christ, not to Mary, but to Jesus Christ. Mary said, do whatever he tells you to do. And you know what? We would all be much better if we did what he tells us to do. We need to hear from people so we can pay our bills. Father Tom, Post Office Box 602, East Boston, Mass, 02128. Father Tom, Post Office Box 602, East Boston, Mass, 02128. May the Lord bless you, and may you go out and tell someone about Jesus. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.